You're listening to the MoneyWeb SAFM Market Update Podcast. Now, from one of our favorite uh, hotel providers to one of our favorite uh, connectivity providers, MTN, uh, they reported group results. Uh, group earnings were strong. Their return on equity was strong. Uh, they even paid a dividend. And despite all of the good news, the share price was down more than 10% at one stage today. Uh, I'm joined on the line by their CFO, Tsulu Mulefe. Uh, good evening, Tsulu. Thank you so much for taking the time. Um, was the market too harsh on you? I mean, I had a look at the results. I had a look at the numbers paying out dividend of three and 30 um, from income reserves is still an improvement from last year, but the market didn't seem too happy. Yeah, good evening, Kimmy. You know, um, I think it's a difficult one. Um, you know, we've, we've been very clear that we've guided the market even from last year on a minimum dividend of 3.30 cents. I think, you know, the decision for, of dividend from our perspective is a, really a capital allocation decision. We really invested in, you know, a focus on investing in our networks and growing up uh, platform businesses. That's really number one uh, in terms of our capital allocation framework. The second thing for us is to really continue to deliverage the whole co-balance sheet factor. We really would like to, you know, um, settle the U.S. dollar denominated euro bonds. It is important uh, for us to do so. Um, you know, dividend to shareholders is a key component of our capital allocation framework, and it, it, it ranks number three on, on the priority order. So, you know, I, I know that there would be mixed feelings from shareholders about, you know, did we uh, pay uh, less? Were we conservative? But we think that it was the right decision uh, for us to make. Of course, we would be seeking to, you know, reward, you know, investors at a later stage, um, you know, when we see that even market conditions in markets that we operate in outside of South Africa are also, you know, uh, changing. As you know that, you know, we operate in uncertain markets like Nigeria and Ghana. Uh, and so that's also a consideration that uh, we, we take into account as well when we look at, you know, uh, whether we there's sufficient um, cash to be able to, you know, reward um, and, uh, uh, our shareholders. Absolutely. Now, something you mentioned earlier, Tsulu, um, around the fact that you as a group have prioritized infrastructure investment and that infrastructure investment has increased, what, some 17 to 17 odd percent with quite a bit of that also coming into South Africa. I mean, the, the obvious aim there is to ensure that customers receive uh, a better service as a result of that. And to that end, I mean, you've been able to get down the cost of communication for customers quite significantly. Yes, that's that's correct. I mean, we, you know, amidst all of that, um, you know, cost to communicate has has come down. Uh, we're seeing inflationary pressures in markets, not just in South Africa. And it's not always possible to, you know, um, uh, obviously pass through the impact of inflation to customers. And what do we do then? We're very focused on expense efficiencies. We delivered 2.7 billion rand this year, and we see that as an ongoing effort. We certainly increased our capital expenditure, uh, you know, to 38 billion rand uh, in the year, and it was really to accelerate the growth that we're seeing. Uh, 3G, 4G, but also, you know, uh, added uh, more sites uh, on 5G, particularly in South Africa. But certainly in South Africa, the key focus will be on, you know, improving the network due to load sharing impacts.
Mm. Let's look at some of those international markets before we we dig into the the, the impact of ESCOM. I mean, the 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 recent or well, for some it might be recent, for others it was a bit long uh, longer term ago. Um, the the renewal of the Rwandan license and the amortization of that that's really impacted the Rwandan side of the business. But of course, the impact is set to be temporary until that um, amortization cost is accounted for. Um, has has something like that and the other infrastructure plans and the development plans contributed? towards uh, the group subscribers increasing because that was up more than 5%. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think uh, if you just stay with Rwanda, Rwanda, we saw really, really stellar performance around the, the Momo business. I think the payment uh, services went up uh, just over 200%. Uh, I think the ecosystem also went up just over 100%. So we, we saw an, echo, uh, uh, an uptake just on the mobile financial services. I think, you know, we do operate in markets where we have to think about these license uh, regimes, uh, you know, from regulators across markets. Um, and I, I think we obviously, you know, understand that, you know, regulators have different uh, rules uh, in, in that regard. So it is something that, uh, you know, sometimes you may not have, you know, planned for, uh, but because we want to continue to operate in those markets, we certainly have to, you know, um, uh, take, take, take it in. I think the, the growth, of course, you know, from our, um, in our subscriber base really came from uh, also, you know, Nigeria, where, you know, in the past year, we also saw a sort of moderated growth due to mean uh, barring of, uh, you know, um, a, a, a subscribers there due to the mean registration issues. So we saw a recovery in, in the year relating to that. Uh, but I think across markets, you know, very, very good growth on the, you know, uh, subscriber base. And it really talks to, you know, the investments that we've been making. There is uh, quite a lot of, um, you know, opportunity for growth in those markets. You know, in some markets, you still have, uh, you know, uh, 75% pop coverage and smartphone penetration just at about 55% or so. So that presents an opportunity in markets like uh, the worker markets, uh, the West and Central Africa region markets, uh, including Ghana, Nigeria, and then the Southeast uh, Africa market as well. Mm. Now, all of these investment plans, I mean, 9 billion rand invested in South Africa is obviously aimed at, one, improving the service, but two, mitigating the impact of load shedding. How severe was that impact? I mean, it, it, it had to have been north of a, a couple of million. Yeah, no, certainly. I mean, we reported today that the impact of load shedding uh, on the South Africa uh, performance was about, uh, you know, just um, uh, over 690 million, so about 640 million rents in, in um, you know, a, a revenue losses and uh, followed by just the increased costs, but also the vandalism in South Africa, you know, of, you know, size with batteries, et cetera. Uh, and so we've had to add in, you know, security costs, uh, additional security costs to just protect some of those sites. So all of these things, of course, you know, add up. And we've seen, you know, at EBITDA level, you know, an impact of 695 um, a million. That's, that was about, you know, 1.2 percentage point impact on the EBITDA margin of South Africa. 
Yeah, that's not a very good number. I mean, 600 million plus um, on, on or as a result of load shedding is 600, 600 million that would have been in profits otherwise or Absolutely. redistributed to some other areas of the business that could have really used that money. Um, before I let you go, so we, we can't talk investment and not look at uh, the business units that are doing well and look at what MTN's plans might be. I mean, the fintech business showed an increase in revenue of about 8.6%. Uh, are there plans to unbundle that? Can we expect the the most business to be separately listed at some point in future? Yeah, I mean, I think where we are right now is that we pretty much complete with the structural separation uh, of our fintech business. Uh, we have received offers from strategic partners and what are we looking for uh, in a strategic partner? We're really looking for you know, partners that will bring the technology know-how to be able to help us scale and grow the business across our verticals. Uh, in the insurtech um, uh, vertical, the bank tech, payment and e-commerce, as well as remittances. So that's essentially what we are looking for. Uh, as I indicated, we should be able to uh, communicate over the next couple of months. Uh, we obviously, you know, still reviewing these uh, offers and we should uh, be able to communicate in, in a month or two on, you know, which uh, partner we would be going for. But I think it's important to highlight that, you know, we were never looking for a financial partner that mm-hmm. was more secondary to our objectives. Uh, but, you know, the important thing is what do the partner, what do these partners bring from a you know, commercial operational perspective? Mm. Speaking of strategic partnerships, are you guys still interested in telecom? I have to ask because nobody the, the telecom conversation went very quiet. Telecom share price went up to 55 rand when you were interested and then back down to 35 rand when you weren't. Um, is that something that's still on the cards? So we're not in discussion with uh, telecom at the moment. Strategically, we are looking for you know uh, partners that uh, would uh, assist the business, particularly from you know a a, a fiber a, a perspective. Mm. So so it is uh, something that obviously we were looking at at the point at that point in time. Uh, discussions did not go as as planned at the time. So um, at this point in time, we are not uh, in discussions. But we continuously look at, you know, from a fiber, you know, strategy perspective, particularly in a market like South Africa, we are very clear that uh, to scale and grow the business, we it, it, we we want to have to look at, you know, uh, bought on acquisitions. But at this point in time, not to, talking to telecom or anyone for that matter. Well, we'll definitely keep a close eye on that because um, I think the the telecom deal, there was some merit to that, especially around the infrastructure side of telecom's business. Uh, But I'm sure whatever MTN does do next is in an effort to improve its service to customers. And we are all grateful for that. That's all we have time for, though. Thank you so much, Tsulu. That was Tsulu Molefe, who is the CFO of MTN, just giving us a sense of uh, their numbers, their performance, uh, their plans going forward, um, and their thoughts on why the market was still down more than 10% despite such good numbers from them. You've been listening to another MoneyWeb SAFM Market Update podcast, uploaded weekdays at 7 p.m. For more MoneyWeb podcasts, go to moneyweb.co.za or the app and follow MoneyWeb News for daily updates.